0: If you want to reach your goals, you must shrink the size of your butt. Dr. Carrie Jones. Join me today as the medical director for Dutch tests, Dr. Carrie Jones, tells us why if we want to reach our goals, we must shrink the size of our butt and also why healing happens at Joy. She also breaks down the Women's Health Initiative study talking about hormones. Do they increase breast cancer or not? And what are your three different types of estrogen that you might not be aware of and why there's something else you should know that's more important about your levels of estrogen that will make the difference between you having a successful natural hormone experience or not. We'll get started in a second. So the big question is how do women over 40 like us keep weight off, have great energy, balance our hormones and our moods, feel sexy and confident and master midlife? If you're like most of us, you're not getting the answers you need and remain confused and pretty hopeless to ever feel like yourself again. As an OBGYN, I had to discover for myself, the truth about what creates a rock solid metabolism, lasting weight loss and supercharged energy after 40 in order to lose 100 pounds and fix my fatigue. Now I'm on a mission. This podcast is designed to share the natural tools you need for impactful results and to give you clarity on the answers to your midlife metabolism challenges. Join me for tangible natural strategies to crush the hormone imbalances you're facing and help you get unstuck from the sidelines of life. My name is Dr. Kieran Dunstan. Welcome to the Hormone Prescription Podcast. Hey, everybody, it's Dr. Kieran. Thanks for joining me for another week of the Hormone Prescription Podcast. You are going to love my guest today as much as I do, Dr. Carrie Jones. I'll tell you a little bit about her. But basically, she is the medical director of Dutch Test, which, as you know, is the best hormone test ever. It tells you not only your levels of your different hormones, but also how your body is detoxifying them. It gives you inflammatory markers, neurotransmitter markers all kinds of amazing things. So, it really is the state of the art test when it comes to hormones. And she loves women's hormones as much as I do. So, you're really going to enjoy her. And we will get started. This is a big part of the hormone prescription. So, the hormone prescription is sometimes about a prescription for your lifestyle, sometimes about a prescription for your diet, sometimes about a prescription for your supplements. And sometimes you need a literal hormone prescription for natural hormones. So, today we're going to get into assessing your hormones so that you know what to do. You've got to do the right tests and read them the right way, which you hear me say all the time. So I'll intro Dr. Carrie Jones, and then we'll get started. Dr. Carrie Jones is a naturopathic doctor, master's of public health. She's an internationally recognized speaker, consultant, and educator on the topic of women's health and hormones. Dr. Jones graduated from the National University of Natural Medicine in Portland, Oregon, where she also completed a two-year residency in women's health, hormones. Hormones and endocrinology. Later, she graduated from Grand Canyon University's Master of Public Health program. Recently, Dr. Jones became board certified through the American Board of Naturopathic Endocrinology. She was adjunct faculty for many years teaching gynecology and advanced endocrinology and fertility. While in practice, Dr. Jones served as medical director for two large Integrative clinics in Portland. Most recently, she joined Lifestyle Matrix Resource Center as the clinical expert serving the SOS Stress Recovery Program and is the medical director for Precision Analytical Incorporated. Welcome, Dr. Carrie Jones.
1: Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it.
0: I am super excited. Like I said to you before we started recording, if Dutch had a fan club, the Dutch Test, I would be the president because (gasps) I literally am like, this is a rock star and it's no different than like being a fan of Elton John's and wanting to head his club. So, I'd love if you could share with everyone. We'll get into if you're listening, you've probably heard me talk about the Dutch. So, you know how much I revere this test. But I want, wondering if you could share kind of your journey of how you got involved working with them. Mm. What What's your, how did you get so passionate? and such expertise when it comes to. It's so
1: funny. I was thinking about this exact thing this morning because I had a practice for years. I was in a large integrative practice. I was the medical director of the ND side, and then we had an MD conventional side in the same practice. And any lab that came through the practice, I was given permission. I was the stopgap. So my practice manager was like, there's this company called Dutch it's owned by a man named Mark Newman. Do you want to talk to them? They're a startup. This is back in 2000, I think 13. And I said, oh, "I know him. I know him. He's been in the lab industry a really long time. He doesn't know me, but I'd love to talk to him. I've been doing hormones my entire career. It's what I new and and focused in, and he presented the Dutch test and everything, the easy to collect at home, which all the bonus parts that we'll get into. And I said, sure, we can start using it in our clinic. That'd be great. And after the fact, I sent him an email and I said, you look like you need some help. Do you need some help? And I would love to learn how labs work behind the scenes. And he said, I need a lot of help. We're a startup. I can't pay you, but I can test your hormones. (laughs) And that's how it started. So I worked for free for them for probably a good year and a half sort of consulting. And then they hired me gradually more and more. And now I'm their medical director. And we have on the clinical side, we have a big team. And so that's how I met them just by by an email of, do you need help? (laughs) I think I can help. I love how simple... Simply things happen and evolve into greatness. And And just asking, just making the ask. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people just wouldn't. A lot of people would have been nervous or wouldn't have thought about it or would have been scared and just making the simple ask and look where it took me.
0: Yeah, I call it being an ask hole. Yes. An ask hole pull. Ask for what you want. Ask for Mm -hmm. what you need. Mm -hmm. You have not because you ask not. So Mm -hmm. I sometimes have to pull my big girl panties up and go to people who I might be intimidated by and ask for something. So... I think it served me well, because you never know when they're going to say yes. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. Okay, so then here you are. So you come from a very rich background. You're a naturopathic doctor. You have a master's in public health. You've got other alphabet initials behind your name that I don't even know what they mean. So you've got a lot of fancy education, board certification through the American Board of Naturopathic Endocrinology. What do you, with all this wisdom, and for everybody listening, you might not be aware that really uh, her education is in the basics of how does the body function and how do you Mm -hmm. help it heal? So Mm -hmm. what attracted you to the dutch test we've got regular blood tests which is what people are used to in the office we've got salivary blood tests we've got salivary tests we've got finger prick tests so what attracted you to the dutch test
1: what i love about the dutch test is that it's comprehensive in that it allows you to peel back hormones layer by layer so i just had a case yesterday it's a woman who thought she herself thought she had pcos polycystic over syndrome and her blood test was normal quote unquote normal your testosterone's fine i don't know why you have hair loss i don't know why you have cystic acne i don't know why you're having all these crazy symptoms it it must not be pcos because your blood work was fine so she ran a dutch test with her doctor and it turned out her testosterone was fine but it was the layer underneath it was what we call the next hormone down they're called a metabolite and so she was going down pathways that encouraged hair loss on her head mm-hmm. and hair growth on her chin and cystic acne. And so it just got missed in the blood work. And so that's why I love the, doing the Dutch test because so many women get told you're normal. You're like, I don't know what's wrong with you. Everything's fine. Best of luck or here's an antidepressant. And so by getting to see all these extra layers, I can really dig into somebody's biology and physiology and go, oh, here it is. Here's the pathway that's messed up. Like it's just deeper down the river than we thought. And that's mm-hmm. cool. now we now that we see it, let's work. And out. so maybe you can share with everyone because a lot of people don't
0: listening might not know mm-hmm. what is the Dutch test? How <laughs> do you do it? And why does it have this secret code that it delivers all this wonderful information?
1: (laughs) So it has, it's a funny acronym, Dutch, because we do get asked, are you a DNA test? Am I going to learn if I'm Dutch heritage? No, and we're not even Dutch based. (laughs) It stands for dried urine test for comprehensive hormones. And it's literally dried urine, meaning you will urinate on these pieces of filter paper at home in the convenience of your house four, sometimes five times during a day, and you will let them dry and then collect all of them and mail them back to the lab. And because they're on urine on these filter paper, one, it's super easy to collect at home. And two, we get a lot of information in, believe it or not, in urine that we don't typically get in blood or saliva. And so it's because of that's where the sort of secret code comes in is we see how the processing happens because it's coming out the urine as the processed form. So now I can say... How are you processing? What's happening versus what maybe what's in blood or saliva? What's really going on is you hit the your cells, your tissues, and do the job with the hormones. And that's why by having it as an option, we just get so many more answers. It really, true, the C in Dutch is comprehensive, and it really truly is comprehensive.
0: Yeah, I think people are so used to getting a blood test just with a vitamin D marker and a calcium level and a... Home yeah, and yeah. This-
1: or even worse. They get a CBC, they get a red and white blood cell, Right. And they get a comprehensive mod- metabolic panel, which is calcium, right. potassium, some liver markers. And then they're like, yeah, you're fine. That's great, but that's not what I needed for hormones. And the Dutch test, I think, I know the first time I saw one, I had a
0: little bit of a brain freeze because it's a lot of information. <laughs> but now in my programs i actually teach women how to read their own dutch yes which is and but what you got said before about the layers that you can see it's not just your testosterone level it's all the other androgens and what are the enzymes doing with that testosterone that that really is the beauty and it's like the
1: same with Mm -hmm. estrogen with so many women either freak out about their estrogen or they feel like they don't have enough estrogen and so they're like what is happening what's going on my blood test said i was normal i'm like this is great i can go down two more layers and we can see what's peel it back and see what the answers are and Wow, it just gives so much information in that.
0: What would you say to a woman who's really scared of natural hormone replacement because mm. of the fears around estrogen, the Woman's Health Initiative study, which I talk about a lot. And what peace of mind do you think the Dutch test might offer her that, that mainstream testing might not in terms mm. of using natural hormones?
1: I always say with cancer, estrogen sure gets vilified. She gets made out to be the evil queen and she's not the evil queen. Estrogen herself, if we say her, she's breast cancer is this like unfortunate interaction between like genetics. And I don't just mean BRCA. Lots of different genes take part in cancer. Chemicals you come in contact with, like lifestyle stuff that's going on that you're choosing and hormones. So it's this combination of a lot of things that we can't just blame uh, estrogen. So when that trial came out, the WHI, man, there was a lot of like dirty gossip around it. And there was a lot of mistakes that happened in it. There's a lot that's come out since then of retractions. And and some of the authors have gone on to author other studies that were like, oopsies, that wasn't true. <laughs> Sorry about your luck. But it just didn't make the white set press, right? It didn't just get, it didn't get put on the cover of time. It didn't get translated to all the pharmacies and so a lot of people still rely back on that outdated data and it's unfortunate because when you know this information about estrogen itself then you can use it to your advantage so when you do the dutch test we tell you some of the pathways your estrogen goes down and some of those pathways are not healthy so if you are somebody who's considering estrogen replacement in hormones and you go down the unhealthy pathway we can work To stop it mitigate it convert it switch it whatever you want whatever word you want to use so that i can go look you can do estrogen replacement but this is this pathway is a naughty pathway a red pathway it's a bad (laughs) pathway let's shift you and then consider estrogen replacement whereas other people they don't go heavily down that pathway they're you know skipping down the better pathway like, great, fantastic, you're less risk. Now, it's not no risk, nothing's no risk, but less risk. And that's ultimately what we're going for when we're worried about cancer development. How how much risk can we lower? Can we mitigate? And that's why I like Dutch. And not only estrogens, but on the Dutch test, we actually look at seven key markers when it comes to potential cancer risk or breast cancer risk. We have other markers like melatonin, which melatonin often gets associated with sleep which it is but it's associated with breast cancer we look at an anti another antioxidant called glutathione we look at dna damage marker so if you do have breast cancer we can see how much dna is getting damaged in the process uh, based on this marker there's good research behind it and so by having all this information i think women really like it because they can be very proactive as opposed to guessing or reactive. Like I want, just like you, I want people to feel very empowered and, and proactive mm-hmm. about their health. And
0: now I know everybody's wondering how melatonin relates to breast cancer. <laughs> so
1: they're going, wait, Dr. Carey, I'm taking melatonin. <laughs> it's a good thing. It's a good thing. So melatonin, believe it or not, it, melatonin is primarily made in our gut. It's it's made in some cells in our intestinal tract. That's the bulk of its made. But we also learn that it's made in our brain in and in a gland called the pineal gland. And it comes out at night. So cortisol comes out in the day like the sun pine- and melatonin comes out at night like the moon. So that's my analogy around it. Melatonin, I think, is the biggest antioxidant we have. It's been around for like millions of years, believe it or not. It's the oldest antioxidant that we know of. And it's basically our it's our Avenger. It's our super fighter. It's our hero. And it helps to it, when we have mini fires in our cells, it helps act like a fire department and go in and put out the fires. And it, what's so cool about melatonin is that it, it, one molecule, one hormone of melatonin can convert, it like it can, it can put out a fire and then it can magically change and then that what it turns into, that puts out a fire. And then it changes again, and then that puts out a fire. So if you remember like those Russian dolls where you take off the top, and then there's a smaller one, and then you take off it, the, and there's this one, that's melatonin. As it's repeatedly helping you put out fires. And yes, for sure, it has a lot to do with our sleep cycle, or what's called our circadian rhythm, which plays into breast cancer. We we want to make sure we get good sleep. Sleep is reparative. But it's a, this super potent antioxidant. It's a great fire Department for us, a fire truck for us.
0: I love that, and I know everybody's wondering well, how much Dr. Carey should we be taking. <laughs> uh, I always have
1: the my listeners. Right, I know right, what they're say, thinking. Right. So I will tell you physiologically. So physiologic means how much do you normally make as a human? Physiologically, we make way less than you think. We make zero point five milligrams. 0.5. Most people see are reading their bottle right now, going, Well, mine says three. <laughs> right. Mine says five. Mine says one. What do I do with this? So ideally, if it's working for you, great. If it's working for you, great. Your if your doctor's fine with you on that, fantastic. But if you've taken melatonin, you think I get the opposite reaction. It keeps me up, it makes me wired, it gives me crazy dreams. You probably need less. You probably need more like 0.5. So when I recommend melatonin for people, I start with 0.5 because that's what the body makes and go up from there. Now I will say in cancer, in oncology, they will start much higher. They'll start at 10 milligrams, 20 milligrams when you are actively working on a cancer situation. So if you right now are listening to this with breast cancer, your oncologist may already have you on this. A lot of integrative oncology clinics are including melatonin because of its powerful abilities. But be careful, just be aware, those high doses of melatonin, 10 milligrams, 20 milligrams, they can knock you out. Like they can make you tired. So don't just jump into melatonin randomly. It is a hormone, melatonin is a hormone, even though it's widely available in the US. And in in oncology, we use it very specifically.
0: Okay. And then I know some people are wondering, she said gluta what?
1: Glutathione. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Glutathione. <laughs> gluta what? <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> so, can you talk a little bit about that? Because I think that is key. And I love that the Dutch gives you a marker on that.
1: We have, our marker starts with a P. It's called pyroglutamate, and it's a marker for this, it's another antioxidant. So, we all learn antioxidants are like, Vitamin C and vitamin E, and it's why you eat the rainbow. It's why you eat red peppers and orange peppers and blueberries and strawberries. It's all the colorful stuff in it that has the antioxidants. Glutathione is one of them. It's debatable if glutathione or melatonin is the more potent antioxidant. I'm in the camp melatonin, other people are in camp glutathione. But again, it's like it's part of your massive fire truck. So it helps when your cells have many fires in them that it helps put the fire. And we, some people maybe have heard of something called N-acetylcyst, N-A-C or NAC is what it's shortened to. That helps make glutathione. It is a common supplement out there on the market. It's getting a lot of press lately, of course, with the current virus, just because of some immune supportive stuff it has. And so people may be taking it and not even realizing what it's for. But again, it's like melatonin. It's another antioxidant that helps squash out those fires in the body.
0: Since you mentioned it, I think we got to talk about it. So I know there's been a lot of controversy about you can't affect, you can't modulate your immune system, can't upregulate your immune system. I think both of us know differently. And I get this question and I tell people I am a COVID expert. I am not (laughs) an expert on this, but I do educate them on things they can do to boost their immune system function. So in the current climate, what are some things maybe that you're doing for yourself to boost your immune system that
1: maybe others might want to look at? So I tell people viruses are a pain in the ass. They're opportunistic and they pounce when they see an opening. And even in spite of COVID, how many people have gotten the flu virus And they were like, yeah, dang it, I knew I was gonna get sick. They were depleted, they were run down, they had not been sleeping well, they'd been work. Finally, they catch a break, they get their break and boom, they get sick. And you're like, "Ah, I knew it, I knew I was gonna get sick. All viruses are like that. So what I do, what I tell people is if when, whatever you can do to make yourself, not that way, whatever you can do to make yourself (laughs) (laughs) resilient, right? Don't be run down and get your sleep and make sure you're hydrated and make sure your vitamin D levels Are healthy. Ask for a vitamin D level, which is another hormone that plays a big role in the immune system. Our hormones play a big role in our immune system. Our immune cells have estrogen receptors on them. Lots of women feel run down or sick like close to their period. They'll say, I feel like I'm getting the flu, and then their period comes and it goes away. I'm like, it's a real thing. It's called the period flu. You can Google it because our hormones affect our immune system. So if your hormones are out of whack, if you're feeling not so great there. Like, work with your doctor. Work with you. Work, get your Dutch test. Like, really try to optimize these things. So that's what I do in the current climate. Is I know they're opportunistic jerks, and so I'm trying not to let the <laughs> fortress have cracks in it. I'm not. Tr- I'm trying not to leave the door open. I'm trying to be mindful of all the things that I know. Because when I'm run down, when I'm tired, when I am not eating great, when I'm leaning more towards quick foods or less nutrient dense foods because of time when I'm running on caffeine and that's it. Like my body's like, good mm. luck. You're going to get sick.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm so with you there. So just making your system as hearty as possible. And yes. for me, natural hormone replacement is part of that if you're menopausal usually for yeah. sure, but it could be at an earlier age. I'm wondering if you could talk a little bit about some of the overall health benefits of natural hormone replacement. I think mainstream really says, oh, it's just for hot flashes and vaginal dryness. So can you help people understand why It's not symptom management that you need these for, but it's really so that you can make 85 be awesome and not be in a home walking with a cane and be in deterioration in your later years. What's so important about these?
1: I will get people go, I'm 44, so I'm perimenopausal. I'm not menopausal yet. And so people go, do you think you'll do hormones? I bet because you're a naturopathic doctor, you won't do hormones. I'm like, girl, are you crazy? I am (laughs) signing up for hormones. As fast as possible, all of my colleagues are on alert. I'm like, when you get the text message, you call on the prescription, like we are ready. Because hormones, you're 100% right. Yes, they will help hot flashes. They can help night sweats. They can help vaginal dryness. They can help all the symptoms. But I think we forget how much hormones play a role in like bone health. I don't want to be in a wheelchair, a walker. I don't want fractures. I want healthy bones and estrogen, progesterone, testosterone play a big role in that. And who develops osteoporosis and osteopenia? It's menopause, once we get into menopause and lose out on those hormones. I would like to maintain my brain health. I would like to maintain my heart health. Hormones play a big role in this. And we forget that, it gets brushed under the table. We don't get taught that, which they play a big role in our skin health. A lot of women enter into menopause and they go, why do I have acne? Like, why did I suddenly age 10 years in a week. What is happening here? I'm like, ugh. I so when I am in charge of the female body, I will change some things that will be one of them. But yes, it's way beyond hot flashes and night sweats. You have to think of even things like how you handle your glucose. Hormones play a big role in your insulin sensitivity or not. And so when we in th- these lead to bigger, pic- these uh, bigger diseases, cardiovascular disease, dementia, osteoporosis. And now women like listen to you, they listen to me and they're like, oh yeah, I'm just thinking, get rid of my night sweats. I didn't even think like 10 years from now, I don't want a broken hip. I don't want to have comp- start to get early dementia. I don't want any of the cardiovascular. And it's not a, I don't want people to think hormone replacement equals bulletproof for life, but it's, it can be real helpful. And the research out there is real solid. It's really solid. And so that's why I'm for it. So that's why I said, when, I, when I'm there, yeah, I have multiple people on backup. You call in my hormone prescription. <laughs> yes, the hormone
0: prescription <laughs> is so vital. And I think that they're not gonna give back control of female health to us. So we're taking it back. You're a part of that movement. I'm a part of that movement. Yep every woke MD, all NDs, <laughs> we are taking back our health because yes. we don't want to have dementia and be in a wheelchair with cardiac stents. That's yeah. not how
1: I see my life going out. hundred percent. And I understand, I'm sure you, I don't know if you ever get this feedback pushback where someone says, don't you just want to age gracefully? I'm like, that is aging grace. I don't want to be in a wheelchair with brittle bones, with dementia, with cardiac stents. How is that graceful? None of that is graceful. And it's not a guarantee, of course. I know women who've gone through and been fine, but I feel like in this day and age, we live longer and the amount of just things we're under, what we're exposed to, just the depletion in our soil, the chemicals in our air, it's just... Like, why not build up our fortress as much as we can? Why well, not?
0: Yes. And I love what you say. You gave me these great quotes. If you don't live the message, then you suck as the messenger.
1: <laughs> I can't claim that. Dr. Daniel Amen said that at a conference I okay. was at once. And he's. I don't, if people don't know him, it's A-M-E-N, literally Amen. And he's a brilliant brain doctor. And he was talking about how he does all these brain scans and... People think they can sneak their alcohol or their marijuana or their drugs or their sugar or whatever it is, and he's—I have the pictures, <laughs> I have the brain scans. You can't. So if you pretend like you're living a healthy life, but you're not really, it's going to get—it's going to catch up to you. It's going to catch up to you. So you better live the message, because otherwise, you suck as the messenger. And I was like, oh, I'm rubbing that down.
0: <laughs> Yes, it is so good. And it it really relates to one of the other quotes you gave me, which is if you want to reach your goals, you must must shrink the size of your butt.
1: (laughs) Which can be taken figuratively or literally. But so many women go, I would do that, but I can't do that. Let's talk about how can we make, how can you age gracefully? I would, but how are you going to reach your goals? Got to shrink your butt.
0: You do have to shrink
1: your butt. And
0: we we all have a lot of them. And really they're the excuses. And whenever somebody tells me, maybe we're talking about exercise, and she says, I'll try. (laughs) What does Yoda say? There is no try. Don't do. And I love that for women who do want a higher standard of health, who do want 85 to be vibrant and alive and still be really enjoying themselves, that you offer the Dutch. I'm wondering if you could talk a little bit about, I don't think people Know that there are three different estrogens. I love how you call yep. it her, <laughs> but most people don't know
1: that they have three personalities to their estrogen. Yeah, can you tell them about that? So we have they're appropriately named, thankfully. So we have E one, E two and e3 so whoever designed that was smart and making it easy for us e1 is called estrone and it has o-n-e at the end like one so it's e1 it's the higher one in menopause and it's estrone binds to estrogen receptors but she's not as potent as the second one. E2 is our most potent, which is called estradiol. But Estrone can convert into estradiol, so she's like a backup, like she she could be an estradiol. So you gotta be careful, she's a sneaky one because she can turn into the potent one at the switch of an enzyme. Then we have the third one, Estriol, which often gets all the press around pregnancy. That's the one that gets real high when you're growing a baby. But Estriol is also real important for things like vaginal dryness. And so women hit menopause and they're like, it hurts and it feels dry and I'm starting to get infections. And like, again, it hurts, what do I do? And they've heard maybe my friend uses estriol and then they're, I hate it. Their doctors go, no, that's the estrogen in pregnancy. It is, but the vagina also likes it too. So we have to understand what all these hormones do so that we can apply them appropriately. So the second one, estradiol, it's the big guns. She's the one that helps with the heart and the skin and the brain. And she's the one that helps you get like ovulate and then have a menstrual cycle, get pregnant, don't get pregnant. She's the one that does all the heavy lifting for estrogen. Now, like Goldilocks, if she's too much, you hate her right? She's the one that then causes heavy periods and breast tenderness and PMS and, you know, worsens endometriosis and fibroids. She really can be an evil queen if you let her get out of hand, but in her right balance, she is helping the female physiology go round and round. And the other two on the wings step in where they need to, depending on what the body part is. And that's what I love is that it's, it's really, it really is a trio. And by knowing all of them, which the Dutch test will tell you, you have a much better idea of what does your estrogen picture look like?
0: Yes, thank you for explaining that for everyone. And this is another beautiful piece of the Dutch test is that mm-hmm. you get the levels of all three. You get how they interact mm-hmm. in a beautiful, a full-color map yep. of how they're turning <laughs> into each other. And then the detox pathways Dr. Carey mm-hmm. talked about earlier. I'm wondering, I know that this test is life-changing. For many women, it is the test that I use as the sole hormone test when I created the Hormone Club, which Mm -hmm. is a telemedicine solution for women to get natural hormones in 47 states in the U.S. And that is what we do, the Dutch test. I love it. And I'm wondering if you could share some stories that maybe have stood out to you of how impactful this test can be on a woman's life.
1: I literally just did a consult on Monday. I was talking to a an MD about her patient and the pay we looked at the Dutch results. The woman was in her 50s, young 50, early 50s, and she everything in her life was a pro like her marriage was struggling, her job was struggling, her relationships, like everything was struggling. She had all the symptoms of menopause. And when she'd run her Dutch test, we were going over the results, everything was in the toilet. Every marker was even below the cutoff. She was just completely depleted, whether it was an estrogen or progesterone or testosterone or cortisol because we test cortisol. Her melatonin was low. And I said to the doctor, "You realize a lot of her what's going on in her personal life is probably hormonal related because hormones play such a big role in our motivation and our energy and our depression and our anxiety and our happiness." in our movement, how our joints move, how our muscles move, how our ligaments move. She was struggling in every area of her life. She was considering quitting her job. She was considering going on family medical leave. She was considering, does she need like serious psych help? She didn't know, And and okay, those things could be true. Looking at the depleted part of her hormones where she'd been blown off for years and years, I was like, this is what drives me nuts. She's so depleted. No one would took the time to look at her hormones. And simply by getting her back up into a normal menopausal level, I'm not looking to make her 20 again. I'm just trying to get her back up into where she should be as a, as a vibrant 50-year-old. She, it's gonna be life-changing for her. It's 100% gonna be life-changing for her. And the doctor was like, I'm so glad I ran this test. I'm so glad I can show her on paper, this is what's going on and we can do so much. No, she need maybe other outside help or, work or therapy. Yeah, probably. <laughs> like we're all human. But just seeing those hormones and knowing what hormones do to women in menopause from the brain down, I was like, oh, this makes me so angry because she was one. And I know there's thousands out there getting blown off, quitting their job, going through divorces, ruining relationships, struggling when honestly, it could be the depleting, depletion in hormones. And that was like the biggest, I, could, I just happened this week and I was I was just super happy to help and so angry for everybody else.
0: It's so true what you're sharing. And that was my story, even as an OBGYN doing oh. the wrong tests, reading them the wrong way. And ended up divorced, and then Dr. Anna Beck is a good friend of mine. Yeah. She went through the same thing, and yeah. we sometimes say now, "Wow, we wonder if we wouldn't have gotten divorced if we, our hormones had been balanced, if we had the right test, mm-hmm. and we had known, and we had known to." But when you know better, you do better. And so I want to just say a call out to anyone listening, and you're feeling like your life is gone off the rails. You're ready to quit your job, or you think I can't go one more day, or your relationship's on the rocks. Your health is out of control. Before you do anything, (laughs) do the Dutch test and get it straight because hormones are really the foundation and you need a proper hormone prescription that may involve a real prescription, but sometimes might just be supplements and lifestyle and things mm-hmm. that you mm-hmm. can do. So I think that is the most impactful story that you could share because it really is a call to action. I think there are millions of
1: of yeah. menopausal women suffering and out there. I think there are millions of women who don't know what perimenopause is, yes. right? Nobody. We don't get taught that. Being in the medical field think f- and, f- and focusing in hormones, I knew it, but I had so many patients who said... What the heck? I just turned 45 and I suddenly can't sleep. I've put on 10 pounds and I feel terrible and I'm hot all the time. I'm like, oh, that's called perimenopause. They're like, Perry, what? My, no, but my mom didn't teach me this. Nobody taught me that. I didn't learn this in school. I'm like, I know it's this whole transitional period that we just don't, for some reason we don't talk about. It. It's like hush or secret or awkward or it's, I'm like, we have to talk about it because millions of women are going through it. Millions and
0: can start at 35, 40 and yeah. ladies, this is what's happening. And I was, a, I'm still a OBGYN. I don't practice regular OBGYN, but here I was delivering babies and <laughs> consulting with women and my health was in the crapper and I couldn't fix it and figure out what was wrong. And that's because yeah. I was doing the wrong tests mm-hmm. and doing the birth control pills, the antidepressants, and all the things that don't work. So if yeah. you're listening and you're in that 35 to maybe 50 range and you're wondering what's going on, that's the PERI-M mm-hmm. uh, that nobody told you about and you need this test. Mm-hmm. And I know, you, Dr. Carrie, you can get the Dutch t- test at dutchtest.com. You can also get it through the hormoneclub.com when you sign up with us and you get the tests and you get your consult in 47 states in the U.S. and you get a natural hormone prescription delivered to your door if Which you need it. I
1: recommend all the time. We do sell it. We do sell the Dutch test on the Dutch website. But when people ask me, can I just order it myself? You can. I don't recommend it because it's six right. pages of hormones. It's a lot of information. Your head is going to spin so I would rather you get it through you and the hormone club where an expert is actually going to give you a, a consult over it, explain it. It's going to make sense. And then you're going to get the right answers because what I see all too often with all lab work, not just the Dutch test is that people order their test and then they buy all sorts of random, They spend a lot of money on supplements or a lot of money on this and a lot of money on that. And It's not working. And I'm like, Oh, I know it's not working because you needed A and you chose B, C, and D. You know, it, and, I, and it can be real frustrating because you want to empower, you want to be empowered and you want to take your own health in your hands and be proactive and do something. But at the same time, it's still hormones. Try, try not to screw them up and see an expert <laughs> like you. And then that way you'll have a, an action plan. And that's what I think would be best for most people. Yeah,
0: I actually see there are a lot of Facebook groups that have developed where people have got their own Dutch and then they have no idea what to do with it and they take it to their HMO doctor who has no idea, no idea. what it is.
1: And mm-hmm. and they're on there going, I don't know what this means, mm-hmm. <laughs> I need help. And, and uh, like you and I might run the same, like you and I might run our tests and we may have the exact same, whatever, progesterone level. But what I would do about it, what you would do about it might be different based on... Mm-hmm. Right. We're all individuals. It may be the same, but it might be different. And so when I see those groups sometimes where somebody goes, oh, I'm low in cortisol and I was told to take this supplement, so you should take it too. I'm like, whoa, hold on. (laughs) That supplement's not actually indicated for that person and here's why. And so that's where I love if they join the hormone club, then they can get a little more individualized. (laughs)
0: care. Yeah, you definitely want individualized. But I always tell people these tools, these are tools, Mm -hmm. they're important. But I love what you have behind you on that little board. Healing happens a joy. Mm -hmm. So if we're making ourselves crazy about all of this, then we're probably not healing. But talk about what that means for you.
1: When you I can't claim this quote either. But I read it where when you are in when you're stressed out, we have sort of two modes we can be in. We can be in fight, flight, freeze, which is called our sympathetic. We can be in rest, repair, digest, which is parasympathetic. And what's so interesting, the body always your brain is always scanning to make sure you're safe. Like your brain is not designed to make you happy. Unfortunately, it's designed to make you safe. And so if you have a lot of stress, like right now our the world's kind of falling apart, which is very stressful and has for the last year, then the way the easiest, quickest way to get you back into that rest, digest, repair is through things like laughter. It's through things like community that you actually enjoy. And it's through things like joy. And so I heard this quote healing happens at joy. I was listening to somebody talking about the vibrations, the vibrational level in humans, meaning that the bottom level is like anger, jealousy, bitterness, hatred. And then as we move up the vibrations is we get, you know, nicer and nicer, more healthier, happier. Joy is the vibration that healing starts to happen. And I love that because joy is different than happiness. Joy is that to your core feeling joyful and it's the little things. It doesn't have to be like, I'm not joyful all day. No, I just need you to find joy in the moment. Find joy in the fact that the tree outside of your house is changing colors for the fall. Find joy in the fact that your dog is chasing its tail. Find joy in the funny meme that your friend sent you. It's the little acts of joy that you either do or receive that's where the healing happens. And because we have as humans, we have a lot of healing to do, a lot of repair to do. So the more we can find joy because our brain is not going to seek it for us we have to consciously do it the faster the better the healing happens and that's why i love the quote
0: i love that that's a beautiful explanation i'm going to challenge everybody listening right now to find where what the joy is in what you're doing right now maybe you're driving your car and listening to us maybe you're walking your dog maybe you're sitting in a nice tub of Epsom salts and hot water, (laughs) set your intention the next 24 hours to really pay attention to joy and maybe make a commitment to do that for the next 21 days so you can anchor that habit in. Thank you so much, Dr. Carrie Jones, for sharing this vital information, for giving us this amazing test, and just for all the work you do. It's so much appreciated.
1: Oh, I so appreciate being on here and I appreciate everything that you do in spreading the message and getting it out. So thank you.
0: We will continue to do that. Thanks for everyone for listening to another episode of The Hormone Prescription. Thanks for joining us. And I will talk to you next week. Thank you so much for listening. I know that incredible vitality occurs for women over 40 when we learn to speak hormone and balance these vital regulators to create the health and the life that we deserve.